Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another episode of World Championship Boxing. And today we are looking at the 2020 Ring Magazine Awards and seeing how they compare to our awards from a few weeks ago. One silver's on the line, so let's get started here. All right, let's go straight to the top of the food chain, the fighter of the year. The fight, our fighter of the year was Tiafimo Lopez. And Ring Magazine, for one of the few times... In the history of the awards, of the magazine awards, um, it's happened a few times. Uh, I, it happened twice in the 80s where they had co-fighters of the year. In 1981, the co-fighters of the year were Sugar Ray Leonard and Salvador Sanchez. And in 1985, the co-fighters of the year were Marvin Hagler and Donald Curry. Well, 2020... Ring Magazine has, just like we called called it, Teofimo Lopez as one of their co-winners, the other being Tyson Fury. And I can't argue with, 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 uh, with this uh, split. Those were the two biggest wins of the year. Uh, Deontay Wilder getting destroyed by Tyson Fury and Teofimo Lopez with the greatest win of his career and one of the biggest wins in the last five years in boxing, his decisive unanimous decision win over the consensus best fighter in the world at the time, Vasily Lomachenko. You can't argue either one. If you say one was more was bigger than the other, this one was bigger. I can't argue. They both were for the Ring World Championship and 2020 was a calamity when it when, when it came to uh, alphabet organizations where you have Organizations like the WBA and the WBC that has multiple champions in one weight class with that organiz- with with each organization. Get the fuck out of here. I only recognize this show only recognizes the ring champions and Lomachenko was the ring lightweight champion. He lost it to Lopez and Wilder and Fury fought for the vacant ring heavyweight championship, which Fury won. So yes. I mean, I can't argue however you want to look at it. And if you said Fury was the fighter of the year over Lopez or vice versa, like we said, Lopez over Fury, I can't argue either way. Ring Magazine can't argue with the co-fighter of the year. Both were very deserving. And this is Fury's second ring fighter of the year. It, it, this is uncharted territory. You've had a lot. You, you, Ali's won it the most at five. But you've had many multiple fighter of the years. Uh, that won multiple. James Tony won two. Floyd Mayweather won two. I think Manny won uh, three or four. Uh, Evander Holyfield won it three times. So um, kudos to Tyson Fury for being a two-time winner. Kudos for Tiafimo Lopez for being one of the youngest ring fighters of the year at 23. One of the youngest. Um, I, I, I believe Ali was 21 when he won the ring fighter of the year. Congratulations. Of these two, there's nobody even close, like in the runner-up category. So, oh no, it was it was it was the it was those two. One is one. If if one won, the other's two, vice versa. Uh, I think no, no one else comes close. Right. Those two, they're at the top of the food chain for 2020. Well, let's just let's just say that they they're you know they didn't exist this year. I guess it would have to. Uh, Charlo. Charlo for his wins over Jason Rosario and 
he beat Jason Rosario when he knocked him out with the jab, and earlier in the year when he regained the title, beating Tony the Tiger Harrison. So yeah, it would it would have been Charlo. Okay, so let's get to the next one. All right, the next one is the fight of the year, which we're both in agreement. Uh, World Championship Boxing and Ring Magazine are in agreement. The incredible five-round war between Jose Cepeda and Ivan Baranchek. And we, we went over this fight when we did our own award show. Both men went down a total of eight times. And in the fifth round, Baranchek dropped Cepeda early. The ropes held Cepeda from going down for a fourth time. And then Baranchek while trying to finish him off, walked into a spectacular shot that had him concussed for several minutes. Referee didn't even have to bother to count. And round five is also our round of the year and Ring Magazine's round of the year. So right now, with three for three, fighter of the year, fight of the year, and round of the year, all in all... Uh, in agreement with Ring Magazine, and I believe that's it. The rest of the awards will be split between both of us. Yeah, well, those were some clear choices. It was kind of hard to argue with any of them. So these ones, the next ones, we'll see. So let's go. All right, we got Comeback Fighter of the Year. Our pick was, of course, the uh, Errol Spence. And Ring Magazine, I forgot to move. You asked me the question, what fighter had fallen and then came back and and looked like his old self, like it's happened in the past. And I totally forgot about Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez, who Ring Magazine awarded their comeback fight of the year. And shout out to the editor-in-chief of Ring Magazine, the great writer Dougie Fisher, who's also a tremendous boxing announcer. He wrote an incredible article citing the reason why he felt Roman Gonzalez deserved to be the comeback fighter of the year and fighter of the year and it was an incredible article the best article out of all the awards in this mag- in this issue the current newsstand where uh Teofimo Lopez is on the cover and Tyson Fury's on the back cover it's the annual Ring Magazine award show is what we're looking at right now with the awards Dougie Fisher wrote an incredible Incredible article on Roman Gonzalez. Shout out to Dougie. Um, I told Dougie to just say on Twitter, and he tweeted me back, and he was like, wow, thank you. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. And Chocolatino chimed in and, and thanked both of us. So shout out to Chocolatino for uh, chiming in, and, and, he, and he thanked Dougie in Spanish. Um, talk about how the, the, the words were beautiful, how, how you talked about me in the article. So great article by Dougie Fisher, and yes, a compelling argument. I can't argue either one. It had to be either Errol Spence or Chocolatito Gonzalez. We gave it to Errol because we didn't think he'd ever come back from that car wreck, which saw him uh, get uh, parachuted out of his, out of his, ejected out of his car, out of his, out of his driver's seat, and fall face first onto the concrete floor. And you look That's at the car, and, and you look at the car, and the car, the car looked like uh, Magnum T.A.'s car in 1986 in the wreck that, that, that to this day, he's still paralyzed from the waist down because of that wreck. Spence recovered, 
And in his fight against Danny Garcia, he didn't lose a step. He looked like the Errol Spence before the car accident. Incredible. So I can't argue with either choice. Um, and um, excellent choice by Ring Magazine. Excellent choice by us. So that's so the comeback we, fight of the year. Yeah. So since we uh, skipped over him in the last show, let's just talk about quickly because you, uh, I remember last year you were telling maybe he should retire. Uh, I said two years ago. Two years ago. I went, two years ago, when he got knocked out by Sir, Sir Rungvisai in the rematch. He looked like an old shot fighter, 30 years old. He had been fighting since he was a teenager. And we've always mentioned, uh, Logan, that guys with his type of aggressive style and starts at a young age as a teenager, they burn out. They burn out before they're 30. He was 30. And I assumed it was the end of the line. I didn't want him to fight anymore. He won two fights against two guys that were washed up to get his confidence back. And then he went out there and he won back. He beat the hell out of Cal. Uh, 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 how do you say his name? Khalid Yafai beat the hell out of him, stopped him. And now in two, in six weeks, he fights one Francisco Estrada for everything for the ring Super Flyweight Championship. He beat Estrada 10 years ago, but that was a different Estrada. Estrada was young. Chocolatito was in his prime. Now, Estrada is in his prime, and Chocolatito has lost a step, even though he came back and beat uh, 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 Khalid Yafai to go with Estrada, but we'll see. Chocolatito always great last time. Oh, he looked phenomenal, And but, you know, Chocolatito's proven me wrong once. I hope you prove me wrong again twice because I love Chocolatito. I really wish he could beat Estrada, but I don't think he's beating Estrada. Estrada is like a modern day one, um, uh, one Manuel Marquez. Great, great counterpuncher. One of the best, if not the best, counterpuncher in the sport today. Should be a tremendous fight. So are we gonna um, see? Are we going to see but, Marquez versus Duran here? Is this going to be like a kind that, of... You know what? That would, man, that's a great analogy because Chocolatito reminds me of Duran. And Estrada reminds me of Marquez. Oh, my God. Marquez versus Duran at, 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 at uh, Lightweight would have been an incredible fight. Duran would have won. But in this case, I'd have to go to reverse. By the way, the first fight, the entire fight, the, their first fight 10 years ago is on YouTube. I would highly recommend it because this was a young, hungry, in his prime Chocolatito against a very young one, Francisco Estrada, who, while was good, was not great. He's great now. So we're dealing with El Salvador? El Salvador versus, uh, what, Mexico? No, it's uh, Nicaragua versus Mexico. Oh, Nicaragua, right. Nicaragua versus Mexico, yes. The second greatest fighter to come out of Nicaragua, number one being Alexis Arguello who's his mentor and helped him get started in, 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 in the professional ranks. Uh, I remember one time I, I, I wrote on Twitter, I, I copied Chocolatito on it. This was a couple of years ago. And I said, the only great, the only greater athlete in Nicaraguan history was Alexis Arguello. And all Chocolatito did one word response. See, <laughs> <laughs> no one's, no one's getting past that guy. So. Well, dude, and that's his idol. So uh, he he will be the first to admit that he's number two. All right. 
So that was our comeback five of the year. Now, the knockout of the year, I was wrong. Another award that Rick Magazine agreed with us. Gervonta Davis's one-punch left-up-a-cut knockout of Leo Santa Cruz. So those are four awards that Rick Magazine and World Championship Boxing agreed on. And this is another this uncontroversial been, one. Oh, I mean, that's this is one of the greatest knockouts in the history of boxing. And, um, you could check out my article on right now. I'm doing a series on Fight Game Media of the greatest knockouts in boxing history. I'm up to number 17, and it'll be out this week. This was, I believe, my number 41 of all time. That's how great this knockout was. A one-punch left uppercut knockout by Javante Davis. Unreal and really has him set up for a huge fight at lightweight. And there's a lot of great lightweights out there. Uh, so uh, let's see who Javante fights next. But wow. And um, that's the type of knockout, Logan, that a fighter... It could end the fighter's career. It could never be the same again. I don't think Santa Cruz will ever be the same after that knockout loss. Right. Well, I mean, is it just that they? it's just so devastating? It looks like their brain got rattled. Not only that, but he's been in a lot of wars, and he's been in a lot of – he doesn't knock people out. He, he uh, Santa Cruz has had one decision after another, and he's been around for a long time long time and he started out as a bantamweight now he's fighting a junior junior of lightweight uh the punch he wasn't a huge puncher to begin with now he's up against bigger guys getting hit and i i i i I, I, it's the end of the line he should retire but he's not he's going to continue to fight and eventually if not the next fight he will definitely within the next two or three fights become an opponent not the not the A-side fighter, not the opponent, but an opponent, which is a huge difference. Yep. Uh, so when we look at his opponent in this fight, though, when we're looking at this guy, what do you see with him? I mean, I know we, we gave him the pussy of the year. and like We also kind of, gave him the knockout of the year. Yeah. I'm going to keep my personal differences aside because I, I, he's a piece of shit, but when it comes to the ring, he is one of the most talented fighters in the world. He's very gifted. He's got a lot of great skills. Tremendous puncher. His big, the biggest, his biggest flaw is his defense. And if he ever fought a Shakur Stevenson or a Devin Haney, they could beat him by just staying outside and boxing. And he would be put to counters because he would get frustrated. Shakur Stevenson knocks him out, in my opinion. He just knocks him the fuck out after. If if Shakur Stevenson ever fought Javante Davis, it would be like what Floyd Mayweather did to Diego Corrales. Just mastery, because Shakur Stevenson is the best defensive fighter in the world, and he will make Javante miss all night long. Well, uh, we'll have to see about that because uh, do you see any of those fights on the horizon that you I don't want know to because, well, when you, when you look at these, these three guys, Shakur is with top rank, uh, Devin is with Matchroom The Zone, and Javante is with uh, PBC, Fox, slash Showtime. So all three are on different networks. All three have different promoters. And Ryan Garcia was interested in fighting Javante Davis now looks like Ryan Garcia 
who's with Golden Boy, is now going to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao. That uh, that fight's almost finalized. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I saw some memes on Twitter. It was like Ralph Macchio it, it, versus it, it Pat was great. Morita. It was, it, 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 Pat Morita could still kick. You you know Ralph Macchio never could beat Pat Morita, right? <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> and you know Johnny could never meet the other guy. Like it's like the sensei's always won those battles. But uh, hey, you 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 watch you watch uh. You you watch Cobra Kai. Is that sensei still alive? No, no, no. Pat Morita? No, no, not him. We're talking about uh uh the evil sensei. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's still alive. Is he on the show? Yeah, yeah. That old the guy... bastard, the one that 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 uh told oh, the guy take his leg out. Take his leg out. Yeah. Clip the leg. Check the leg. Yeah, that's the guy. He's on the show. Yeah, man, he came. He came back out of the shadows out gotta, of nowhere. See, now, now I got. I got to. I got to watch this now. We got. We got to. We 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 got to do a show of that because I'm here. We got to do a sh- greatest ep- TV, television episodes. Uh, do an episode of that because I'm hearing great things about it. It's on. It's on Netflix now. It's no longer on YouTube. Thank God. And, Dude, um, it's the best pro wrestling show on TV. I hear you. Look, you're like the third person that told me that. <laughs> It's it's so, like they should learn from it, you know. Anyway. So does the, is is uh, Ralph Macchio's opponent is he a heel now or a babyface? He's like a tweener, you know. Actually, he's more uh-huh. of a babyface. He's like a stone but, but cold Steve Austin face. But the he's still a huge heel, right? Oh yeah, he's totally okay. Heel, but he's so, cool right. heel. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it in the next couple of months, and like in March we'll do an episode because February we're gonna deal with Black History Month. But in March, we'll definitely go to see Cobra Kai. Because I also heard that uh, Ralph Macchio is on the show now, right? <laughs> Ralph Macchio's there. He's got a toupee the whole way through, though. You can tell a little bit. But, like, he, he's right. a ball so, ball. So we, de- we, we definitely got to cover that. But, yeah, the, uh, if 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 uh, Pat Morita fought Ralph Macchio in real life, you, that that's my prediction. Because, you know, uh, if Pat Morita is going would, would kick Ralph Macchio's ass. If he was so, <laughs> I don't care how old Morita gets. Uh, Ryan Garcia's defense is severely flawed. If he catches Pacquiao, yes, he could knock him out. But I think Pacquiao give him a lot of angles, and I see Pacquiao winning a twelve round decision by out hustling and taking uh, the little pretty boy to school. But we'll see. We got a lot before that fight is signed. It, it'll be months away. We'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to that fight. But uh, event of the year. Now, our event of the year, I believe. And let me double check. I believe it was Fury versus Wilder. Let me double check. Uh, they went. They got cute with this one, man. I I I, I hate it. This, of all the awards, this is the one that they jumped the shark on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> COVID nineteen. the pandemic. Get the fuck out of the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic was the end. Come on, because box. All right, ring back. Our event of the year was the second Wild the Fury fight. That was their the event, event of the year. Their event of the year. Their event of the year was COVID nineteen. The pandemic. That's stupid. That's like if in boxing they're like, oh, World War Two was the event of the year. It's like, dude. <laughs> Or, or 
happened in 2001? 9-11. No, no, no. no. Why did they do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't. They just, they did have one. Boxing was shut down for three months because of it, but when boxing came back, it was like it never left. They were having two, three cards a week. And boxing, boxing actually more did better than most sports. Yes. Uh, I believe, and people could check this out, but the sport that had the best TV ratings, other than the NFL, NFL is a different animal. NFL is leaps and bounds above all sports when it comes to TV rating TV ratings. But last year, post-pandemic to the end of the year, the sport that had the best ratings week in and week out was boxing. Wait, better than take, NFL? Or you just no, take the NFL out the equation. Nobody does better. No, NFL is ridiculous. No, no. Take the NFL out the equation. I'm talking about the NBA Finals did horrible. The NBA Playoffs did lackluster ratings. Uh, the World Series was at an all-time low. The, the ratings, uh, and you see rest, uh, uh, wrestling, uh, fucking is in the fucking basement when it comes to wrestling ratings. I mean, people make a huge deal about AEW, but they fucking draw 750,000 fans a week on TV. Who the fuck's watching that shit? Get the fuck out of here. But boxing, last week, just this past Saturday, last night, a, a lackluster card on Fox out almost outdrew the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James versus the Boston Celtics. Did wow. 1.4 to 1.5 million uh, viewers. Twice what AEW did last week and two and a half times what, and no, twice what NXT did because NXT and AEW were, were like 20,000 viewers apart. So I don't want to hear this bullshit, right? About, and, and UFC, their ratings are minuscule. I mean, they do excellent pay-per-view buys and the, the ESPN Plus streaming app, but, oh, and oh, the Lomachenko yeah. versus Tiafimo Lopez did monster ratings, as did the Terrence, Crawford, Terrence Crawford's last fight. Did a huge monster rating in December. So boxing did incredible last year when it came when it when, when it came to ratings. Dude, yeah, I mean Canelo's fights did really well, didn't they? Like, no, but Canelo wasn't on network television. All his fights were on the zone. But they did well. I mean, in terms of like they got buys, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Canelo's fights always get buys, and if the movie theaters were open, he 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 would have been selling them out like he did before. But of course, most of the movie theaters around the country are still shut down because of the pandemic. But yeah, Canelo Canelo continues to be the biggest draw in boxing today. Right, and then we have the horizon of the heavyweights. That's like the most exciting it's been in. 20 years, so and, we got and, uh, Eddie Hearn and Bob Arum are very close to, to putting it all together. Uh, Fury versus w- uh, Joshua this year, it's all but a done deal. I mean, it's like the waiting's over, man. Let's just see what's going on, and then they're just, they're just looking for a venue because they can't have it in England. England's going through another lockdown, so they can't have the fight in England. It was looking like either Dubai, yeah, I they're gonna wait for the pandemic. To be over. Nah, they're not going to wait for the pandemic. There's money to be made. One of these guys can get hit by a shot and get knocked the fuck out. No, they're not taking that chance. What they're going to do is they're either going to have the fight in Dubai or Australia. Australia, 
pandemic numbers are damn near zero. They, you know they, why? They, they, they did the right they, thing. They, they did the, the right thing, exactly. <laughs> anyway, they didn't have as many people coming in the borders, but still, they're smart. They were dumb. Yep. So, yep. So now we have this um, next, next. Do we have any other awards here for them? Yes. The upset of the year. Now, our upset of the year was Carlos Gongora's God, God, 12th round knockout of what was considered one of the best prospects in boxing. Motherfuckers got no defense. He was exposed. Ali Akhmadov. Akhmadov. Akhmagov. Bye. Got knocked out in the 12th round. That was our upset of the year because he was a huge, huge favorite and he got knocked out. Ring Magazine, and I understand it. I can't argue with that pick. Lopez is with over Lomachenko because Lomachenko was considered. Yeah, and you know what? I can't argue. Lomachenko was considered unbeatable. I loved it. After after Lopez beat uh, Lomachenko, Floyd Mayweather a couple of days later was our first take. And he ripped Stephen A. Smith and Max Killer. But he was like, oh, you guys were trying to make this guy sound like he was Ali or Sugar Ray Robinson. And Kellerman and Smith were like, no, we weren't. And Floyd, yes, you were. I watch your show. Don't lie to me. <laughs> well, with, I mean, are we saying that he wasn't as good as we all said he was? Because we are. We, we... I, always, I always said he was good, but I never, ever said he was on the level of a Floyd in his prime. Or Roy Jones Jr. is prime. Duran, no. I said he was one of the two or three best fighters in the world at this moment. But I never went overboard like the so-called experts out there putting him on that level. No. Yes. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Is he a great fighter? Yes. Is he past he's his prime? Uh, he, and he's past his prime. But he's nowhere near my top 20 of all time. If he, if he's Even top in his 50, prime. he's lucky. Even in his prime. Even in his prime. I So his no, single greatest not, performance is what? It, his greatest performance was, you could say, either against Nicholas Waters or uh, Guillermo Rigondeau. Guillermo Rigondeau is definitely a hall, uh, uh, the first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Then again, he was much bigger than Rigondeau. Uh, but he would be in my top 50 all time. As far as lightweights go, Duran would knock him out. Pernell Whitaker would beat him easily by decision. No, no. They were overhyping him uh, because Tiafimo Lopez doesn't lay a glove on Pernell Whitaker and gets knocked the fuck out at 135 pounds, period. Okay. See, that's, that's my litmus test. Whenever they claim that a guy is this great, I put him up against the greats from his division throughout history. And Lomachenko, at lightweight, does not compare to Durant or Whitaker. When he was a junior lightweight, does not compare to Floyd Mayweather or Alexis Arguello. And as a featherweight, he doesn't compare to Sandy Sadler, Willie Pep, or Salvador Sanchez. If you're not on that level, you're not, you're not top 50, period. Hall of Famer, yes. Great fighter, yes. Without a doubt, but iconic when it comes to those names, no. But Floyd made it up there. Right now, Floyd is my ninth greatest fighter of all time. Period. That's fucking high, man. That's amazing. That's a 
you, people don't realize your your standards. Anyway, so let's go oh, to he, the, he's the he's the greatest defensive fighter of the uh, of, of all time, and so that means and one of the great counterpunches of all time. And he retired undefeated, and he beat everybody that he threw in front of him, including his biggest rival, uh, Manny Pacquiao. Well, which we already knew, we always knew he would beat Pacquiao, but we would, we never knew it would be that easy. <laughs> well, there were a lot of excuses like Deontay Whoa, Wilder. Oh, my shoulder! Motherfuck <laughs> you! All right, let's continue. <laughs> so, which was the same excuse Lomachenko had against Lopez after the fight? Talking about I have to have surgery on my shoulder. Oh He's my God! And, 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 and this motherfucker's and he, still making money. And then he thought, and, and and he claimed he won the fight that he got robbed on Lomachenko. <laughs> oh well, that I thought he should have been also a runner-up for Pussy of the Year just for that. I mean, if it wasn't for Javante Davis choking his girlfriend, Lomachenko would have won by a landslide. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. So let's go to then. They did talk about Deontay Wilder's uh, Pussy of the Year award. I think that's what they gave him. <laughs> I think their Pussy of the Year was Deontay Wilder, but like because they did mention him. Yeah, but they they didn't give out an actual award. No, <laughs> but they he got honorable mention as being the most ridiculous excuse maker of all time. Um, well, who who did they claim was number one if he got honorable mention? No, I mean it in the sense that that's all they did. They didn't give it an award. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. They but mentioned so, him so, as like a notable. So real quick, let me run down. That's all the awards. So let me run down our awards against theirs. Fighter of the year, Teofimo Lopez for us. They had co-fighters, Teofimo Lopez and Tyson Fury. Fighter of the year and round of the year, Cepeda versus Baranchek. We're in agreement with Ring Magazine. Knockout of the year, Javante Davis over Leo Santa Cruz. In agreement with Ring Magazine. Comeback Friday of the year, we had Errol Spence. Ring Magazine gave it to Chocolatito Gonzalez. Upset of the year was uh, us, Carlos Gongora's 12th-round knockout of Ali Akhmadov. And Ring Magazine had Teofimo Lopez's decision win over Vasily Lomachenko. Event of the year, we had Fury Wilder 2 and... Uh, Ring Magazine jumped the shark with this COVID-19 pandemic bullshit. That shit is ridiculous. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Dumb. So those are our awards and their awards. Another year in the back end. Since we started doing this, this is the most that we've been in agreement with Ring Magazine since we started. So uh, and I think it's easier this year because of the pandemic and while you had a lot of boxing the second half of the year, half of the year, a lot of the best fighters in the world didn't fight. Right. So there was, was less, less comp- money. So it was less competition. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just I think we're starting to see the rise of this new kind of exhibition boxing coming. You know, with Floyd fighting. And then you yeah, had. I mean, um, let's stop. Let's stop this bullshit. All right. Let's stop Floyd fighting this clown. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, and, and fans, please, if you're going to watch it, do like me. Watch it illegally, right? Please do not pay for this shit. Because the more people that pay for this shit, 
the more they're going to try to shove this down our throats. Right now, there are three things that are killing the sport, which is on, which has been on a steady rise for the last six, seven years, and we've, we've chronicled it. I mean, the ratings have gotten stronger every year, television-wise, but there are three things that are destroying the sport right now. These exhibitions are one of them. The worst announcing in boxing history. You got clown after clown after clown behind a microphone. They don't know the difference between a jab and a cross. They're screaming. And none just none scream. of them is Max Kellerman. Like, is, does he just what do comedy? Is ESPN is is giving Max Kellerman all this money, and when it comes to the fights, he's at a he's at a table hosting in between the fights. He's not. Calling the fights. What's the fuck? They got Timothy Bradley and Mark Creek. Get the fuck out of here. Please. No. No. And they just re-signed Timothy Bradley. Why? Why? <laughs> the, zone, the Zone has a former wrestling announcer who doesn't know shit about boxing, Todd Grisham. He's horrible. He's fucking horrible. Right? With Sergio Mora, who sounds like he's trying to bubble rap. No, they're horrible. They are horrible. Right? ESPN, Joe Testator, the lead announcer. Everything is the seventh game of the World Series. Oh, oh, a jab! <laughs> He's trying to be like a Marv Albert or something. He's like, no, right? but Marv Albert does it naturally. It comes and it's at the right moment. No, Joe Testator. Oh. <laughs> but that's who he's imitating, is it right? Oh like, my god. Yeah, that that's a great analogy. He's a wannabe mob. He was horrible when he did Monday Night Football. Cause every, every big play. Oh could he break it? Oh, no. But the thing is is like his voice is the most lifted, like when you see those plays, like they use his clips a lot because he does did, did do that. Um Oh my god. Oh, so yeah, and so I said the exhibitions, the boxing announcing, and the sanctioned bodies with multiple champions per division. And I'm talking about at lightweight, the WBA would have a super champion, a regular champion, and an interim champion. What the fuck is that? What oh, they the have like the North Americans. Uh, no, I'm not even counting. I'm talking about. These are they got three world champions per section and body. The right, WBA they, would have. That's I, amazing. No, let's not even count. Let's not count. It, no, they're robbing fighters because they're getting paid sectioned fees for a bogus world championship. That's why fighters need to say, "No, nah, I'm not recognizing this shit." Kudos to Josh Warrington. He took his IBF world title last week. And he put it in a FedEx box and mailed it back, and FedExed it back to the IBF. Told him you can keep that shit. I'm not fighting any. I'm not defending your title anymore. I want to fight the best. I don't want to fight the stiffs. You give me. All right. We need all the great fighters to do that. Just give back your belt. Uh, fighters, you save money this way. If you're a great fighter, you don't need recognition from one of these guys. You fight the best. You don't need to give, I don't know, 5% of your salary to the WBA just to have a title that you, you can wipe your ass with. No. 
Yeah, man. And it's I think it's a two way street because I think these fighters they like the fact it makes them oh, feel no, they important. love it. They love it. Oh, I got a world title, motherfucker! You with ten other people. <laughs> so, so the everybody's line, a champ. Everybody's a champion. Right, but the through line is the ring doesn't do that. The ring has their champ, and it's for and each division. Not every division has a world champion in the ring. In the ring, you have to win it in the ring. In order for you to be a ring magazine world champion, the number one contender in the division has to beat the number two or number three. When Fury and Wilder fought in February, Fury was number one, Wilder was number two. Fury beat Wilder, one beat two, boom. He's the ring magazine world um, heavyweight champion. Number one fights number two or number one fights number three if number two is not available. That's the only way you could get a ring championship. And you get a belt, right? Yeah, it's a nice belt. The same belt that Rocky wore in uh the first Rocky movie. Uh 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 no, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, that, that same belt, that same type of belt. That nice little belt with the red, white, and blue uh striped uh leather uh straps. Yeah. Okay, so that's the one. That's the one everyone wants. Yeah, that's the one. That's the only one we recognize. I don't recognize the ABC, CBS, NBC, XYZ, HIV, AIDS, FBI, CIA world title. <laughs> right, we we know now. So so when we look at this uh, this the the most fighters that actually can fight for these ring titles are in what divisions? Are they are they just scattered all about? All right. Let me let me do it since we have time. I'm going to do since I got the new ring magazine. I'm going to read each world champion. This will be quick for ring magazine. All right, heavyweight is Tyson Fury. Cruiserweight is Morris Bradis. Light heavyweight title is vacant. The top two light heavyweights are Arthur Beterbiev and Dmitry Bivol. That's a fight that could easily be made if they fight each other. The winner becomes the ring champion. So that's one title. That's vacant so far. Super middleweight world champion is Canelo Alvarez. Middleweight champion is Canelo Alvarez, but look for for them to take away that title because Canelo says he's not fighting at middleweight anymore. Right now, he's the middleweight, super middleweight champion, but he said he's not coming back to middleweight. So look for that title to be taken away. And if that title is taken away, the top two contenders are Triple G and Jamal Charlo. Junior middleweight, Jamel Charlo is the junior middleweight champion because, of course, he beat Jason Rosario a few months ago. The welterweight title is vacant. The top two challenges are Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford. That fight won't be happening anytime soon. That belt's going to be vacant for a while. Junior welterweight champion is Josh Taylor. He'll be defending his title in May against the number one contender, Jose Ramirez. So there you see the best fighting the best. Lightweight, the champion is Tiafimo Lopez. Junior lightweight, the title is vacant. The top contenders are Miguel Burchell, Gervonta Davis. You have Shakur Stevenson in the mix. Eventually, one of that title, may possibly by next year, will be filled. It's a very, very talented division. The featherweight division is vacant. Josh Warrington who took his IBF title and FedEx back to him. 
is the number one contender, wants to fight Gary Russell Jr. or Zhu Khan. They're the second and third contender. If he fights the, one of those guys this year, he the winner of that fight gets the ring title. Junior featherweight title is vacant. Uh, I don't see that title being uh, uh, being uh, given to anybody anytime soon because all the contenders in that division are currently with each with different promoters. The bantamweight champion, he will have this title for as long as he wants it. It's the best fighter in the world. The monster from Japan, Naoya Inoue, is the bantamweight ring magazine champion. Junior bantamweight, one Francisco Estrada, who will be defending against Chocolatito Gonzalez in six weeks. The flyweight title is vacant. The junior flyweight champion is Gerardo Kayaguchi. So, you have the flyweight division is, is vacant. That's one. You have the junior featherweights two, featherweights three, junior lightweights four, and welterweights five. And soon, the middleweights will make it six because Canelo's never coming back to middleweight. So we could safely say that six divisions are vacant. And until the best face each other, those titles will remain vacant. The ring magazine is just not going to give you the title. You've got to earn it. Great, man. Great little history there of the Ring Magazine and, like, how it works so people understand what you're talking about. So next time on the show, in two weeks, we'll be talking Louis Rodriguez. All right, man. That's cool. I'm looking forward to that one. Thanks for coming on late night here and getting this Ring Magazine Awards out. And uh, we're looking forward to a good 2021, man. Talk to you next week, big man. Peace, man. Thanks for listening, everybody.